in there. Just make sure it's centered. How are y'all doing today? Good. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Uh, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. We don't get to say that every week, but this week has been a good week. Amen. <laughs> so for that, we give the Lord the glory and the praise. So how many of you enjoyed our Passover last week? Come on. Amen. It was indeed, indeed beautiful. And for that, we we thank the Lord. He provided a beautiful feast for us. Amen. Because we have to understand that everything is his provision. Amen. All of it. And so we just, we just get to partake in it all. Amen. So today we're going to continue talking about the, the feast of the Lord. Um, as you can see, we have a beautiful table that our sisters set up. It is um, the table of first fruits. We're going to be talking about first fruits. We're going to be talking about unleavened bread. And we're going to be talking about our next um, feast, which is coming up, which is the feast of... Hi, Shalom. She's looking at my hair. <laughs> which is the feast of Shavuot or the festival of Shavuot. Amen? And so we're going to be talking a little bit. I know during Passover, we only covered Passover and we briefly covered the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But there is new people that are coming to um, understand how important these feasts are. And so we want to elaborate a little bit more on that. Amen? Amen. Is that okay with you? Amen. 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 So one thing I've noticed while reading scripture and just going over all these feasts is that God is a God of harvest. I don't know if you guys have read in scripture, he is into harvesting. He is into agriculture. And, and through his teachings and through his parables and through everything, he's always talking about agriculture, right? That's why I wanted my husband to become a farmer, so he could understand the Lord at a deeper level. Amen? That's why the first step was to move to a farm. We're already there, so ne the next step is to buy a chickens, amen, a chicken coop. Yeah. Before I talk about chicken coops, I want to welcome everyone that is online this morning. Um, thank you for joining, and I hope you are blessed by this word. Amen? So, all of God's focus in Scripture is about harvest. And one thing I want to remind everyone here is that God is harvesting. I don't know if you guys noticed, but God is harvesting souls. He is harvesting back His children into the true word of the scripture. He is harvesting, and I see this every single day more and more, how more people, are, their eyes are being opened, and I don't like to say they open their eyes, no, because they can't do it on their own. Their eyes are being opened to the truth of Torah, amen? Now, a lot of people, when they hear the word Torah, they automatically, they, they, they fringe or they cringe because they think that Torah is a legalistic word, but in true, in re, in true reality, Torah is simply a teaching, amen? So if we look at it that way, all scripture is Torah because all scripture teaches us, amen? So God is harvesting, and he uses the physical harvest as an object lesson to teach us spiritual things. He does that, and he did that with the parables. He would use a physical harvest, and he would teach us a spiritual matter. The same thing that we go through when we celebrate the feast and we bring out all these elements, right? And we sit at the Passover Seder and we put out a beautiful first fruits table. All of these are physical things, but they all, but what they do is that they point and they represent to a spiritual principle, to spiritual things, because that is how God intends it to be. Amen? So everyone, let's 
turn to Exodus 23. And I'm talking with this thing in my hand. So let me put it down. I look like Jenny in her pen whenever she teaches. Exodus 23. And I'd like a little bit of participation this morning. I don't want you all to look at me like if you're half asleep. I want everyone to wake up this morning, rejoice. We, this is the, the day that the Lord has made. Amen? Amen. And, um, and I want people to interact with me. So, who's in Exodus 23? Amen. 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 Here we can begin to see, as, we, well, as we're going to start reading, here we can begin to see that this object lesson I just spoke about plays out as God discusses how the Israelites should be able to recognize that purpose that God is working out for mankind. I'm going to repeat that again. Here, when we're about to read in Exodus 23, we can begin to see this object lesson that I just spoke about played out as God discusses how the Israelites should be able to recognize that purpose that God is working out in mankind. Amen? So we're going to begin to read. Uh, we're going to read verses 14 and 15. Who, will, who would like to read for me? Verses 14 and 15. Not everybody at once, please. Come on. <laughs> I will. You're going to read? Mm -hmm. okay. Three times in the year you are to celebrate a festival for me. You are to observe the feast of Matzo. Matzo for seven days. You will eat Matzo as I commanded you at the time appointed in the mouth. Month. Month uh, of this. Mm -hmm. For the for that is when you came out from Egypt. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and stop right there because I believe we need translation. Yes. We're gonna need a pulpit from inside there. So I'm just gonna reiterate a little bit. I'm gonna reiterate a little bit. Vamos a de nuevo empezar for translation for para tra para traducción en español. So we'll wait. Anytime. Okay. Just follow along um, in the verses and the hard words will, will okay. be there. So, okay. okay. So really quick again to start from the beginning. God is a God, a God of harvest. El Señor es un Dios. Vamos a principio. El Señor es un Dios de cosecha. Amen. Amen. All of God's focus in Scripture is about harvesting. El Señor se está enfocando en las escrituras de la cosecha. Amen. And He uses the physical harvest. Y él usa la, la, la cosecha, cosecha física. As an object lesson. Para un objetivo, para una lección objetiva. To teach about spiritual things. Para enseñar cosas espirituales. Amen. So let's go ahead and start again in Exodus 23. And I'll, I'll read again. Thank you, um, Edwin, for that. It says, can we put it here in Spanish? Uh, yeah, we're going to start in verse 14 and read 14 and 15. Exodus 14, 14, 14 
Amen. It says three times in the year. Notice how God, everything is about threes, right? El Señor todo lo hace en tres. Three times in the year, you are to celebrate a festival for me. I love that, that it says for me. El Señor dice en su palabra right? que tres veces en el año van a celebrar una fiesta para Él. You are to observe the feast of, the feast of Matzo. Van a observar la, las fiestas de panes. For seven days you are to eat matzo as I commanded you. Comerán por uh, pan sin levadura durante siete días. At the time appointed in the month of Aviv, he even tells you when to do it. El mes de Aviv, ya que le salieron de Egipto en el mes de Aviv. For that is when you came out of Egypt. Ahí fue cuando salieron de Egipto. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Wow. Nadie se presentará delante de mí con manos vacías. So here he's talking about three important feasts. Aquí le está hablando de tres fiestas muy importantes. Celebrated for him. Celebradas para él. You do it for him. Lo hacemos para él. He talks about the feast of matzo. Lo hace las fiestas de, de levadura. And that's where I want to begin to talk about this morning. We'll move on to the rest of the feast as we um, develop this, this teaching. Amen. Vamos a estar hablando de eso esta mañana y después nos vamos a ir moviendo en, en esta enseñanza. So in these verses, God begins to describe three harvest times. En estos tres versos, el Señor es, describe tres, uh, tiempos, tres de tiempos de, de cosecha. And the first one is the feast of matzo, which is also known as unleavened bread. La primera es la fiesta de levadura, que, es, que son los panes sin levaduras. It is the second annual feast on God's calendar. Son la, segu el segundo, la segunda fiesta en el segundo año del, del calendario de Dios. It's happening now. Está pasando ahora. This week. Esta semana. How many of you refrain from leaven this week? ¿Cuántos de ustedes no han comido no pan sin levadura esta semana? It's not easy. No es fácil. <laughs> It's not easy, but... No es fácil, pero... There's so many alternatives. Pero hay muchas alternativas. We made matzo nachos. <laughs> Podemos hacer nachos sin levaduras. We made pizza. Hacemos pizza. pizza. I even made the scrambled, I think it's called brie or something like that. It's a it's a scrambled eggs with matzah inside. Yo hice un, re, un revuelto uh, sin levaduras. I grabbed matzo, I put mayonnaise, turkey, and cheese, and had little sandwiches. Oh my God. Delicious. <laughs> so it could, it could be done. Puede ser hecho. It could be done. And all of this has a spiritual meaning to it. Y todo esto tiene algo espiritual. And when does this occur? Y cuando esto ocurre? It occurs, biblically speaking, on the 15th day of the month of Nisan. Esto ocurre en el 15 día del mes de Nisan. Which is the, say, which is the day immediately after Passover. Que es el día después de Passover. Remember, scripture says we are to observe the Passover on the 14th day of the month of Nisan. La Escritura dice que debemos observar el, el, el 14 día después de la, de la, la, de Pascua. Pascua, la Pascua. después. And después. then the very next day, el próximo día, begins the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Empieza la, la fiesta de lo, del pan sin levadura. And it goes through seven days. Y va por siete días. And if you're taking notes and you want to read about this, you can find this in Leviticus 23, 5 through 8. Si están tomando notas, lo pueden encontrar en Levíticos 23, 23. del 5 al 8. So, in preparing for the deliverance of Egypt, para prepararnos en la liberación de Egipto, God instructed the children of Israel something very important. El Señor le, 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 le dio instrucciones a los hijos de Egipto, algo muy importante. 
Let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Vamos a ir a Deuteronomio. Chapter 16, verse 3. Al 16, verso 3. And I want to take you to scripture because I don't want to say anything that is not in scripture. Y quiero llevarles a la escritura porque no quiero decir nada que no está en las escrituras. Deuteronomy 16, verse 3. Verso 3. You are not to eat hametz with it. For seven days you are to eat matzo with it, the bread of affliction. For you came out from the land of Egypt in haste, which means in a hurry. Do this so that all the days of your life you will remember the day when you came out from the land of Egypt. Now, this is very interesting that he says, speaking to the Israelites, he's saying, Remember this, right? This feast of unleavened bread. Esto es muy importante. Le está diciendo, acuérdense de eso, del pan de los siete días, de los pan sin levadura. Because when I took you out of Egypt, I took you in a hurry. Porque cuando los saqué de Egipto, los saqué apresurados. And therefore, you did not have, have time to bake your bread with leaven. Y en ese tiempo no tuvieron tiempo para hacer, para hacer el pan sin levadura. So when you eat unleavened bread for these seven days you are to remember when I took you out of Egypt in a hurry. So how does this apply to us today? Why do we celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread? Because it is a remembrance for us to never forget that God also took us out of our spiritual Egypt. And so the same way it was a command for the people of Israel when they were coming out of Egypt it is also for us as a remembrance that we were pulled out of our spiritual Egypt as well. Amen. So because of both of these feasts, Passover and unleavened bread occur back to back. They are often referred to as Passover and unleavened bread are referred to Passover week. So during this week, like the scripture says, we are to refrain from leaven for seven days. Porque las escrituras dice que debemos de, de no comer nada con levaduras por siete días. Now, most importantly, during this feast, más importante en estas fiestas, it's not so much about eating the actual bread. No es tanto como comer el pan. We can do that, right? Podemos hacer eso. But there's a deeper meaning. Pero hay un significado más profundo. Most importantly, this feast is about us detoxing ourselves from unspiritual things. Es muy importante para nosotros desortificarnos de nosotros en estas fiestas. It is the opportunity that we give God from refraining from leaven. Es la oportunidad que le estamos dando al Señor para quitarnos de la levadura. Cuando nos quitamos de la levadura, es una oportunidad que le damos a Dios to search our lives for sin. Para que no, no vean nuestras vidas por el pecado. Que revise nuestra, que revise vida, nuestra vida para el pecado. Por el pecado. Now, when you get a piece of bread, right, and you break the bread, you see that the little crumbs everywhere? Mm -hmm. Cuando cogen un pedazo de pan y lo parten, ven que, sal, que te salen los crumbs. Las migajas. Las migajas. 
right? There's crumbs that fall all over the place. Hay migajas que se caen. The same thing is with our sin. Es lo mismo con nuestros pecados. We can refrain from a certain type of sin in our lives, but there's crumbs that stay behind. Nos podemos referir mm -hmm. a, a, al, al pecado en nuestras vidas, pero hay pecados que se quedan atrás. And so this feast of unleavened bread, estas fiestas de las, leva, de las siete leva, de las panes de leva, levaduras, is giving God an opportunity to say, look for those crumbs in my life. Le está, le está permitiendo al Señor para decir, no mira en esas migajas en nuestras vidas. Search my heart, God. Busca, revisa mi corazón. Search my thoughts. Revisa mis pensamientos. Search the words that we speak. Revisa las palabras que nosotros hablamos. Search for sin. Revisa para nuestros pecados. And remove it from my life. Y quítalos de mi vida. Not only expose it, but help me remove it from my life. No solamente que lo exponga, sino que lo remuevas de mi vida. You know, it happens a lot of times when we are, when we argue with someone and we think that we forgive them. Pasa muchas veces cuando nosotros discutimos con alguien y nosotros pensamos que lo hemos perdonado. We think we forgive them, right? Nosotros pensamos que lo perdonamos. I'm, 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 I'm clear that sin. I've, I've forgiven like you've told me to. Yo estoy claro en ese pecado. Yo uh, lo he perdonado como tú me dijiste. But what happens when God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test those words? Mm -hmm. ¿Qué pasa cuando el Señor te dice, voy a probar esas palabras? If you forgave that person, si tú perdonaste a esa persona, not only do I want you to pray for them, no solamente yo quiero que tú ores por ella, but I want you to go and bless them. Yo quiero que tú vayas y lo bendigas. How difficult is it, huh? Es bien difícil, ¿verdad? Right? Mm -hmm. Those are the crumbs. Esas son las migajas. Those are the crumbs. We, we forgave. Nos, esas son las migajas. Nosotros perdonamos. Because we want to be good with God. Porque queremos estar bien con el Señor. But there's crumbs that don't let us be good with our neighbor. Pero hay migajas que no nos deja estar bien con nuestro vecino. And so those things, esas cosas, God allows us and gives us the opportunity to search for them in our hearts. El Señor permite para que nosotros busquemos en nuestro corazón. You know you really forgave when you can pray for them and bless them. Tú sabes que tú de verdad perdonaste cuando tú los bendigas y ores por esa persona. And that takes a lot because it starts removing pride from our lives. Y eso toma mucho porque empieza a quitar el orgullo de nuestras vidas. I don't think we notice how much pride we have in our lives. A veces no nos damos cuenta cuánto orgullo tenemos en nuestras vidas. I'm done. I'm too good. Yo estoy bien. Yo soy bueno. I'm not going to go the extra step. Yo no voy a ir al otro paso. You don't know what they've done to me. Tú no sabes lo que ellos han you hecho por mí. You don't know what they've said about me. Tú no sabes lo que han dicho de mí. What have they done and said about Yeshua? ¿Qué lo hicieron dentro de Yeshua? Doesn't compare. No se compara. Those are the things God wants to remove. Esas son las cosas que el Señor quiere remover. And it's not an easy process. Y no es un proceso fácil. I can agree that every single year on unleavened bread, God takes something else away from me. Yo creo que en cada año el Señor quita algo de mí. He doesn't take it all at once. Él no lo quita todo de una It'll vez. Be too much, right? <laughs> right? But he takes away little by little. Pero él quita poquito a poco. And these are opportunities for us to do that. Y esas son oportunidades para nosotros hacer eso. Most importantly, la más importante, what he's interested in removing, lo que él está interesado en remover, from our lives, de nuestras vidas, is false doctrine. Es la doctrina fa falsa. False doctrine. Doctrina falsa. Because false doctrine will teach you. Porque la doctrina falsa te va a enseñar. You don't have to look for the crumbs. Grace got you. No tienes que mirar la, las, lo, las migajas. La gracia te tiene. 
We don't celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread because that's Old Testament, but yet you miss on the opportunity to look for the crumbs because grace got you. No celebramos las fiestas de la, de la levadura porque las, la gracia te tiene. Te don't sostiene. you know that what he's looking for is holy vessels? Tú no sabes que lo que él está buscando son vasijas santas. And the more they teach you it's okay to live as you please and have the heart that you have and have the mind that you have and have the words that you have because grace got you, the more you are not for allowing God to form you into a holy vessel. Lo más que te enseña que, que no deja que el Señor te enseñe a ti para una vasija santa. The script, scripture says that he's coming back for a church without blemish and without stain. La, las escrituras dice que el Señor viene de, de vuelta para buscar una iglesia sin arruga y sin manchas. And how do we remove the wrinkles and the stains? ¿Y cómo removemos las arrugas y las manchas? Through his feast days and opportunities. Por sus Amen. fiestas Amen. y sus oportunidades. This is important. Amen. Esto es importante. Amen. And I always like to say it, if it's important for him, it's important for me. Amen. Yo siempre Amen. digo, si es importante para él, es importante para mí. But pastor, you're only teaching about the Old Testament. Pero pastora, tú nada más que enseñas de la, del Viejo Testamento. Well, let's see what Paul says in the New Testament. Vamos a ver lo que dice Pablo en el Come Nuevo on. Testamento. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corintios 5. Verse 6 through 13. Primera de Corintios 5, de 6. 6 through 13. And I'd like for someone to help me read this as well. 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 13. Go ahead. Uh, your boasting is no good. Don't you know that a little hummus leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old hummus, so you may be a new batch, just as you are unleavened. For Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old Stop hummus. a second. Stop a second. He's saying what? Él está diciendo que... He says, let's celebrate the feast. Vamos a celebrar las fiestas. But wait, I thought we were in the New Testament. That means we don't have to celebrate the feast. Paul is saying, Pablo está diciendo, celebrate the feast. Celebra la fiesta. And what has he been talking about in this portion? Leaven. I don't know how I've spent so many years not seeing this. Yo no sé cómo yo estuve tantos años sin ver esto. I, I chose to be blinded. Yo decidí estar ciega. He said, let's celebrate the feast. Continue, sister. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old hamets, the hamets of malice and wickedness, mm. but with unleavened bread, the matzah of sincerity and truth. Ooh, hallelujah. Mm. I wrote to you in my letter not to mix together with sexual immoral people, not all meaning... Not all meaning the sexually immoral people of this world, or the greedy, or swindlers, or idlers, for then you would have to exit the world. But now I am writing to you not to mix together with anyone who is being called a brother if he is sexually immoral, or greedy, or an idolater, or a slanderer, or a drunkard, or a swindler, not even to eat with such, fellow, such a fellow. For what business do I have judging outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Put away the wicked fellow from among yourselves. Look at what it's talking about. It's, it's talking about so many issues in our lives. Está hablando de tantas cosas en nuestras vidas. It's talking about the sexual immoral. Está hablando de las cosas inmorales. The greedy. El, el, las cosas de, de, 
Glotonería. The drunkard, the swindler. De muchos pecados. These are, I don't want to look at them so much as certain people. No lo quiero ver eh, tanto como algunas personas. Because Yeshua sat with sinners. I want to look at it more as these are the crumbs in our lives. And he's telling us, don't mix yourself with this. Remove yourself or allow this to be removed from your life. It says, don't sit with them. Right? But wait a second, Yeshua sat with him. That's why I don't see it as him referencing a person. I see him as referencing a sin. Don't sit down to commune with your sin. Because when you sit with someone at the table, you're pleased. Porque cuando tú te sientas con alguien en la, en la mesa, tú estás bien. If you're sitting with your sin, it's because you're pleased with it. Porque si tú te sientas con tus pecados, quiere decir que tú estás bien. So he's saying, celebrate the feast. Él está diciendo, celebra las fiestas. Remove the leaven. Quita, remueve la levadura. Remove the sin. Remueve el pecado. Look for the crumbs. Busca las migajas. Give me the opportunity to take this away from you. Dame la oportunidad de remover esto de tu vida. Because the truth of the matter is, God is a gentleman. Porque en realidad es, el Señor es un caballero. He's not going to come and force you to give him certain things of your life. Él no te va a forzar para que tú le des algo cosa, algunas cosas de tu vida. He's going to give you an invitation to sit at the table with him. Él te va a dar una invitación para que tú te puedas sentar en la mesa con él. He's going to give you an opportunity to put the leaven on the table and let him handle it. Él te va a dar la oportunidad que tú pongas la levadura en la mesa y él se, se ocupa de ella. But if we continue to discard this as a religious thing, pero si nosotros seguimos diciendo y dejamos esto como una religión, we miss opportunities and windows of the spiritual detox in our life. Perdemos las oportunidades y ventanas de la de de de, de, de detox, de en nuestras vidas. You're with me? Yeah. Amen. Let's go back to Exodus 23. So Exodus there. 23. There he talked about unleavened bread and how important it is, right? That's the first harvest feast that he was talking about. Es la primera fiesta que él está hablando. Then he moves on to the second harvest. Remember, God is all about harvesting. He's a good old farmer. Él es un buen, eh, farmer. Campesino. He loves his crops. El, el ama a sus so then the second harvest is um, mentioned in verse 16. If someone can read the first part of verse 16. Versículo 16. I'll read it. And the feast of harvest, the first fruit of your labors, which you have sown in the field. Amen. You can stop right there. Thank you, sister. It says also, so he's adding to this, you are to observe the feast of harvest. También aquí, aquí, aquí dice, también las fiestas de la cosecha de las primicias. The first fruits of your labors that you sow in the field. So, why do we have a, a first fruit table? Because it is biblical. Porque tenemos una mesa uh, de las primeras cosechas porque es bíblico. Here we have another harvest connection. Aquí tenemos otra cosecha que es una conexión. Look at what Leviticus 23, 9-14 says. Leviticus 23. 9 through 14. I hope you guys are okay with reading Bible in church. 
That's what you, you should be doing in church, right? Leviticus 23, 9 through 14. My sister, since you talked about first fruits, go ahead and, and, and read that, please, if you have it. Yes, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When you come into the land which I give you, and reap its harvest, then you will bring a shaft of first fruits of your harvest to the priests. He shall wave the ship before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf. On the day after the Sabbath, mm. the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer on that day when you wave the ship a male lamb for the first year without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall be two-tenths of an ifa of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering made by fire to the Lord for a sweet aroma, and its drink offering shall be of wine, one-fourth of a hint. You shall eat neither bread <coughs> nor parched grain nor fresh grain until the same day that you have brought an offering to your God. It shall be a statute forever. For how long? Forever. For how long? Church, for how long? Forever. Throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Hallelujah. So in this verse, not only did he talk about Unleaven, which we which we read in Exodus 23, but then he started talking about the second harvest, which is the the, the feast of first fruits, and then here in Leviticus we see that he's combining first fruit with the offering of the lamb, which is in connection with Passover. Aquí en este versículo le está combinando a el la pan sin levadura y el harvest. Él está combinando el el la fiesta de la Pascua con el pan sin levadura y Eh, la fiesta de los primeros frutos. Él está combinando todo aquí. So that's why a lot of people look at three different festivals, but it's actually three in one. How interesting is that, huh? Hay muchas personas que miran tres fiestas diferentes, pero es tres en una. How interesting is that? Qué interesante es esto. And then in Leviticus 23, he's talking about the three harvest times. Y en el Leviticus 23 está hablando Listen, de esas tres cosas. Nothing is in coincidence. Nada es coincidencia. Nothing is con in coincidence. Nada es coincidencia. That's, that's why it's a joy to celebrate this, because we see the characteristics of our God in all Por things. Por eso es que es, es un gozo celebrar esto, porque vemos las características del Señor aquí. So here in Leviticus, we see that an Israelite farmer would go into his harvest. Aquí vemos los israelistas que van a, a la cosecha. In the springtime, en el, en el tiempo de springs, primavera. And he would take up the first sheaf, y él coge, el, no, coge no, él el, el agarra, él <laughs> <laughs> toma, él toma, the first sheaf of his harvest, el, lo primero de su la primera fruta de su cosecha. And scripture says that he takes it to the priest. Y se lo lleva al sacerdote. Now, there's no temple now, so we don't, 
we can't take it to the priest. But remember, I told you an, a, an opt, uh, a physical, um, physical things are spiritual lessons. Right? So the farmer would grab the first fruit of his of his uh, harvest. And he would take it to the the priest at the temple. Y se lo lleva al sacerdote en el templo. And the priest would grab would would take the 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 the, the bundle and wave it before the Lord. Y el sacerdote lo recoge y lo y se lo da hacia el Señor. Se lo mece. Lo mece. Lo mece. Adelante del Señor. Right? And he does this so that the Lord will accept the harvest of the first fruit. Y él hace eso para que el Señor reconozca y acepte la cosecha del primer fruto. So when God would accept the harvest of the first fruit. Cuando el Señor acepta la cosecha del primer fruto. Then he would bless the rest of the harvest for that farmer. Después él bendice el resto de la cosecha para ese campesino. I want you to keep in mind because these feasts are very prophetic. Quiero que mantengan en mente que estas fiestas son bien proféticas. They are a shadow of things to come. Remember, we're still in Exodus. Estamos todavía en Éxodo. Still in Leviticus. Estamos en Levíticos. So, it's interesting es interesante that Yeshua Yeshua rose from the dead as our first fruit. Resucitó de los muertos, de los muertos por, por, por el primer fruto. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15:23. Come on, somebody. Primera de Corintios. <laughs> I love God's word. So good. 1 Corinthians 15:23. Primera de Corintios 15:23. But now Messiah, Pero ahora en Mesía, it's okay, it'll be here in Spanish. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection, remember who that man, what was this man that death came through? Yes. Since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead, also had to come through a man. That's why Yeshua had to come. He had to become and uh, he had to come to earth as a man. Death came through a man. So salvation had to come through a man. Right? Verse 22. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah will all be alive. Mm. But each in its own order. Así cuando te toque. Messiah, the first fruit, then, at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all rule and all authority and power. I want you to think of what's happening here for a moment. In Leviticus, en Leviticus, the farmer, el campesino, would grab the first fruit, la prim el primer fruto, take it to the priest, se lo lleva sacerdote. The priest would remember the priest had to be holy. El, el sacerdote tenía que ser santo. Not just anybody can wave anything before the Lord. No, nadie podría, no cualquier persona podría hacerlo delante del Señor. No, no cualquiera no podía mecer. Uh -huh. 
So the farmer couldn't grab the first fruit and do it himself. So el campesino no podía recogerlo y hacerlo él mismo. He had to go to God's house. Él tenía que ir a la casa de Dios. Where was Joshua found many times? Donde fue encontrado Joshua muchas veces. In God's house. En la casa de Dios. So the farmer would go take it to the priest. The priest would grab it, wave it before the Lord. El campesino lo recoge y lo mueve delante del Señor. Lo mece delante del Señor. The Lord accepts the wave offering. El Señor lo acepta. And then everything that comes after y todo lo que viene después is blessed. Es bendecido. Fast forward in 1 Corinthians 15:23. It says that Yeshua was the first fruit. Dice que Yeshua era el primer fruto. When he came out of the earth, when he resurrected, cuando resucitó, like harvest does, right? Como la cosecha. He, the Bible says that he ascended to be with the Father, el ascendió para estar con el Padre, and he presented himself to the Father, y se presentó de la, adelante del Padre, as an offering, como una ofrenda, and the Father accepted him, y el Padre lo aceptó, and said, because I accept you, y dice, porque yo te acepto a ti, everything that comes after that is in you, come on somebody, lo que viene detrás, lo que está en I will accept, yo lo voy a aceptar, and I will bless, y yo lo voy a bendecir, Amen. 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 Come on. Amen. He is our wave offering. He raised from the dead as our first fruit. And it's funny that it happens during the spring. It's funny because we celebrate New Year. Nosotros celebramos el año nuevo. During the winter. Durante el invierno. When everything's dead. Cuando todo está muerto. And dry. Todo está seco. And depressing. Y depresivo. Right? And dark. Y oscuro. But the biblical New Year. Pero el año bíblico. It's not in January. No es en enero. It's in March or April. Es en marzo o abril. Springtime. Because if you want to talk about something new, si tú de algo nuevo, the new harvest comes up in the spring. La nueva viene en la That's why when you want to align yourself to scripture and say, really, new year for me is not January. Biblically speaking, it's not. Hablando, men no create a new year in the darkness because that's all men can really do. But true life Pero vida and new things y cosas nuevas happened in the spring when Yeshua resurrected. Pasó en la so don't be afraid so to say really my new year is just a Gregorian calendar. It's what it is. But biblically speaking, my new year is in the spring. Mi año nuevo es la primavera. No tengas miedo en decirlo. Nothing sprouts up in the winter. Nada resucita en el invierno. Everything is dead. Todo está muerto. But come spring. Pero viene la primavera. I rejoice for not only my new year. Y yo me regocijo no solamente por mi año nuevo. Biblically speaking. Bíblicamente hablando. But I rejoice that Yeshua was my first fruit. Pero yo me regocijo que Yeshua fue mi primer fruto. I rejoice that since death came through a man. 
I rejoice for what he did to me in Passover, uh, for me in Passover. I rejoice during unleavened bread that he removed sin from my life. And I rejoice in first fruit because he resurrected, was accepted by God, and now so am I. So all these celebrations are for the Jews, they're not for you, though no, they are for me. And they are for you. Amen. Amen. So what was once dead is now alive in Yeshua. He even talked about this in John 12, 23. Let's go to John 12, 23. You guys with me? Amen. Learning something? <laughs> Rejoicing in something? Whoever has it before me. John 12, 23. Now, before, before we read, these, these are the days leading up to Yeshua's crucifixion. The days leading up to the crucifixion, we have Joshua comparing himself to a kernel of grain. Go ahead. So Joshua answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen. Amen, I tell you. Unless a grain of wheat mm. falls to the earth and dies. Come on, stop right there. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. Un grano de trigo cae en la tierra y muere. It remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Stop. But if it dies, Pero si muere, it produces much fruit. Produce eh, frutas. He's, com he's comparing his life to a kernel of grain that fell on the ground to die. But then that kernel of grain after it dies it produces much fruit what's the fruit that was produced after what is the fruit that produces después us he died but when he resurrected he resurrected with all of those who are in messiah and the ones who accepted his death and his resurrection go ahead and keep reading he who loves his life will lose it. Mm. Mm. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it forever. Stop. You have people telling you, love yourself. Tienes personas que te digan, amate a ti mismo. Love your life. Ama tu vida. YOLO. You only live once. Tú nada más que vives una sola vez. Do what makes you happy. Haz lo que te haga feliz. This life is about you. Esta vida es acerca de ti. That's the world that tells you those things. Ese es el mundo que te está diciendo eso. And then they make flyers and t-shirts and everybody wears them. Y después hace el pullover y todo el mundo se los pone. But you know that that's why the scripture says that our understanding is not the understanding of God. Por eso es que la escritura dice que la, nuestro entendimiento no es el entendimiento de Dios. That's why when you come to the Lord, you have to renew your mind because if you want to start thinking like God, it's going to take a lot of renewal. Amen. Por eso cuando vienes al Señor, tú tienes que renovar tu mente porque va a tomar bastante renovamiento en tu mente. The world tells us all of that. El mundo nos dice todo eso. But God tells us the complete opposite. Pero el Señor nos dice la cosa opuesta. If you love your life, si tú amas tu vida, you're going to lose it. Tú vas a perderla. 
if you lose your life. Si tú pierdes tu vida. What does it say? No, ¿Qué if dice? Hate, if you hate your life. Si odias tu vida. World, en este mundo. You will keep it forever. You will keep it forever. La mantenerás para siempre. What is giving up my life? ¿Qué es lo que está dando mi vida? Surrendering to the Lord. Rindiéndote al Señor. If I give up my life and I surrender to the Lord, how am I going to keep it? Si yo Because you have eternity locked. Porque lo tienes eternamente. You have eternity in your hands. Tienes eternidad en tu mano. But those who love their life Pero esos que aman su vida, will possibly lose eternity. Pueden perder la eternidad. It's not about us. No es acerca de It's nosotros. never about us. Es nunca de nosotros. We come to God's house not for us. Venimos a la casa del Señor no por nosotros. Let me tell you something about church. Déjame decirte algo de la iglesia. The modern day church. La, las iglesias modernas ahora. Come, come. Ven, ven. To see what you can receive. Para ver lo que puedes recibir. That's the modern day church. Esas son las iglesias modernas ahora. Especially if there's prophets being invited that week. Especialmente si hay profetas invitados en esa semana. Come so you can receive a word. Ven para que recibas una palabra. Come so maybe he blows on you and something happens. A, a lo mejor el sopla sobre ti algo pasa. The modern day church and we were there. Y nosotros estuvimos ahí. We were there. Estuvimos ahí. But you know what church is really about or should be really about? Pero tú sabes lo que es la iglesia, lo que debería ser la iglesia? I'm going to God's house to see what I can give him. Amen. Amen. Voy a la casa de Dios para ver qué yo le puedo dar a él. It's not what I can get from him. Es no lo que yo pueda recibir. It's what de I él. can give to him. Es lo que yo le pueda dar a él. Because the truth of the matter is he's already given you more than enough. Porque en verdad él te ha dado a ti más que suficiente. The fact that you're sitting right here, el factor que estás sentado aquí, being so undeserving as humanity is, no somos merecedores, merecedores. Is more than enough to say I'm going to God's house to see what I can give him. Es suficiente decir voy a la casa del Señor para ver qué yo le voy a dar. And what can I give him? Y qué le puedo dar. God, I give you my attitude. Señor, te doy mi actitud. I give you my mind. Te doy mi mente. I give you my heart. Te doy mi corazón. I give you my time. Te doy mi tiempo. I give you my service. Te doy mi servicio. I give you my offering, my time. I give you my worship. Te doy mi alabanza. I don't know if you guys noticed that usually worship is all about me, 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 and me. No sé si se han dado cuenta que la adoración es solamente de yo, de yo, de yo. And it's very hard to find worship that is really about worship to God. Es difícil encontrar una adoración que solamente sea para él. Because most worship songs are I will do this and I will do that. Muchas adoraciones dicen yo voy a hacer esto, yo voy a hacer lo otro. Or you will do this for me. O tú vas a hacer esto por mí. And we put demands on God. Y ponemos demandas delante de Dios. We're, we're wrong. Estamos equivocados. We're so wrong. Estamos tan equivocados. The priest will go to, to, to God's house to see how they can serve God. El sacerdote va a la casa de Dios para ver cómo va a servir a Not to see what they can get from God. No para ver qué van And a recibir. And guess what? De Scripture tells you that you are a royal priesthood. La escritura dice que tú eres mm. un uh, uh, sacerdote. You are that priest that goes to God's house to see what you can do for him. And God gave us his best. He gave us Yeshua. From the very beginning of time, the Lord has asked us to give him our first and our best. El Señor nos ha dicho que le demos lo mejor, lo primero y lo mejor. And during this first fruit, y durante estas, de estas primicias, we have the opportunity tenemos la oportunidad to give God our first fruit offering, de darle al Señor la nuestra primicia, which is our first, 
que es lo primero, and which is our best. Que es lo mejor. You know that we here, we don't talk about giving, we don't talk too much about tithing, we don't force anyone to give. En esta casa no hablamos ni forzamos a nadie de, da, de dar. But me having to teach you about first fruits is something that I have to do as a pastor. Pero yo como pastora le tengo que enseñar de, los prim de las primicias. And during these three harvest times that we spoke about in Exodus 23, it clearly said, and we already do not come to the Lord empty vacías. It is during this first fruit season that we give God our first and our best. And I don't want you to be mistaken. This is not a tithe. Y no quiero que se equivoquen. Esto no es una ofrenda. This is a first fruit offering. Esto es una primicia, es la primera, lo primer fruto, una And it is whatever God puts in your heart. Y es lo que el Señor ponga en tu corazón. No man can tell you what to give. Ningún hombre te puede decir qué dar. Amen. At the end, al final, we're going to grab our little wheat sheaf, if that's what it's called. Vamos a levantar. And we're going to put it together with our offering. Lo vamos a poner junto con nuestra ofrenda. I want everyone to fill out an envelope, even if you put a penny in there. I want everyone to have an envelope. Quiero que todo el mundo tenga un sobre, aunque ponga un un, un centavo. And we're going to wave it before the Lord. Y lo vamos a mover delante del Señor. And trust for His blessing. Amen. Y confiar por su bendición. Amen. Amen. Now this particular feast, the feast of first fruits. Esta esta eh, fiesta particular, que es la primera. Has primer more than one name. Tiene más de un nombre. And it is called the Feast of Weeks. Es, es, se llama la semana de... Las fiestas la, de la semana. La fiesta de la semana. Also known as counting the Omer. También es contar el Omer. El Omer. Let's go to Exodus 34, 22. Exodus 24. Exodus 34, 22. 34. It says, you are to observe the Feast of Shavuot, which is our next upcoming feast, which is the first fruit of the wheat harvest, as well as the Feast of Ingathering at the turn of the year. So it is combining the Feast of Shavuot, which is the feast that is upcoming. Está combinando las dos fiestas, que es la otra que viene, la Pentecoste. Is combining it with the first fruit. Está combinada con los primeros frutos. So this feast of first fruits is actually also has another name, which is the counting of the Omer. And I'll explain that in a moment. Le voy a explicar en un momento. It is the feast of first fruit harvest, as well as the feast of ingathering at the turn of your year. Three times during the year, all your males are to appear before Adonai Elohim, God of Israel, for I am going to cast out nations. I want you to please hear this. Que oigan esto. I want you to cast out nations before you. Then enlarge your territory so no one will covet your land when you go up to appear before Adonai, your God, three times a year. Now, you're going to go wow in a minute when I explain to you why I emphasize and I will cast out the nations before you. The Omer 
or the counting of the Omer, el conteo del Omer, refers to 49, it's a 49 day period. Se refiere a 49 días. Un periodo de 49 días. Between the second night of Passover, which I just explained is what? Que es la segunda noche de, de las Pascuas que acabo de explicar. Which is what? ¿Cuál es? Unleavened bread. Okay. And then it goes all the way to the feast of Shavuot, which is also known as Pentecost. Es para la fiesta de Pentecostal. In Leviticus 23, 15 through 16, it says, if we can put it up here, Leviticus 23, 15 through 16. Pastor, where do you get this counting of the Omer? Pastor, ¿dónde tú coges estos, este conteo del Omer? It says, you shall count from the eve of the second day of Pesach, which is Passover, when an omer of grain is to be brought as an offering seven complete weeks. The day after the seventh week of your counting will make 50 days, and you shall present a new meal offering to God. This is the second offering that we spoke about in Exodus 23 that we are not to come empty-handed before the Lord. Scripture gives you a day for every single feast. La escritura te da una fecha por, por cada fiesta. Except for Shavuot. Menos que Shavuot. How do you calculate the day you're going to celebrate Shavuot? ¿Cómo tú calculas el día que tú vas a celebrar Shavuot? Scripture tells you you have to count 49 days. La escritura te dice que tú tienes que contar 49 días. And every day you count, y cada día que tú cuentes, it's a link. Come on, somebody. Es es un a link. Una conexión. Una conexión. From the death of Yeshua, de la muerte de Yeshua, you count. Tú cuentas. You count. Cuentas. You link. Eh, you link. Conectas. Until he comes and puts his spirit in you. Wow. Hasta que él venga y pone el espíritu en ti. Amen. Why do I have to count? Porque tengo que contar. Because if not, we forget. Porque si no, nos olvidamos. So when you're counting, cuando tú estás contando, you don't count down. Tú no cuentas abajo. You count up. Tú cuentas hacia arriba. Because everything with God is going up. Porque todo de Dios es hacia arriba. So you count one day. So tú cuentas un día. Two days. Dos días. Three days. Tres días. And when you get to Shavuot, y cuando llegas a Shavuot, which is also known as Pentecost, que también es que se dice Pentecostal, you have gone from the death of Yeshua, has ido de la muerte de Yeshua, to the resurrection of Yeshua, la resurrección de Yeshua, to the coming of His Spirit in you that's why I count Por eso es que yo and every day I count is a step closer to my harvest did you guys get that Amen. every single day you count is a link do I have to sit there and count one two three no me tengo que sentar y contar uno, dos, tres, no. But you, what you can definitely do is get on a 50-day reading plan and every time Amen. you read, remember, that's a link. I actually did something for you guys last year. Yo hice algo para ustedes el año pasado. I don't know if you remember. No sé si se acuerdan. But here it is. God, that's a bad picture. Anyways. 
If you want, I can send it to you. I titled it Counting the Omer Through the Scriptures. Si ustedes quieren, se lo puedo mandar. Es contando el Omer por las Escrituras. And for the next 50 days, y por los próximos 50 días, you're reading through the Psalms, estás leyendo los Salmos, and through the Book of Acts, y en el libro de, 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 Hechos. de Hechos. And every day you count, y cada día tú cuentas, or read, o lees, and every day you get closer, y cada día te vas a acercar to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Para el Espíritu Santo en ti. God, God does everything in perfection. El Señor lo hace todo perfecto. He could have given you a date for Shavuot. Él tuviera dado un día para Shavuot. And he said, I'm going to make these people work. Pero él dijo, voy a hacer esta gente trabajar. He's amazing. He says, I'm going to have them count. Voy a hacer que ellos cuenten. From Passover. Desde las Pascuas. To Shavuot. A Shavuot. It completely depends on the counting that you do. Es completo del, del conteo que tú hagas. And this is a time of purging. Y ese es el tiempo. Cleansing. De limpieza. Preparing. Prepararte. That leads you up to the union between the bride and the groom. Que te lleva a la unión de la novia y el novio. You know why 49 days? Tú sabes por qué 49 días? With 50 culminating the count. Con 50 combinando el, el conteo. Because study shows porque los estudios enseñan that the Israelites que los israelitas from leaving Exodus yéndose de Exodus from leaving Exodus desde yéndose de desde yéndose de Exodus until they got to Mount Sinai hasta que llegaron a Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments para recibir los diez mandamientos which was the ketubah the wedding agreement que fue el ketubah el, el, el arrangement el acuerdo Study, study shows los estudios enseñan that it took 49 days que tomó 49 días from them leaving Egypt ellos de irse de Egipto to getting married through the Ketubah para ellos casarse con el Ketubah which was the Ten Commandments, the agreement, the marriage agreement between them and God que fue los diez mandamientos so why 49 days? ¿por qué 49 días? because every day we link and every day we remember that we're getting closer to receiving that Holy Spirit and making us one with God. Amen. Each day cada día, it is a day to examine es día para examinar, to examine ourselves. Examinar nuestro, now something vidas. very interesting. Algo muy interesante. While Passover celebrates the initial liberation of the Israelites cuando en la, las Pascuas hicieron eh, la liberación de los israelitas from slaves in Egypt de, de, de esclavos Shavuot marks the culmination marca la combinación when everyone became a community cuando todo el mundo fue en la comunidad when everyone became a community through the Holy Spirit and became one body por el Espíritu Santo y fueron un solo cuerpo. I'm going to say that again. Voy a decir eso de nuevo. The counting, el conteo, the process of liberation happened in Passover. El proceso de la liberación empezó en las Pascuas. But everyone rem remember that not only the Israelites came out of, of Egypt. Remember there was a, a mixture, a, a multitude of people. No solamente los israelitas salieron de Egipto, había una multitud de personas. Please catch this because this is powerful. So the Israelites came out, 
with a multitude of people. Los israelitas salieron con una multitud de personas. The liberation happened. La liberación empezó. But when they got to Shavuot, pero cuando llegaron a Shavuot, and they were given the Holy Spirit, y fueron dado el Espíritu Santo, all of them, todos ellos, through the Spirit, por el Espíritu, became one body. Hicieron un solo cuerpo. Jew and Gentile, los judíos y los gentiles, became one. Fueron unos. Through what? Por quién? Through the Spirit. Por el Espíritu. Same Spirit. El mismo Espíritu. Isn't that the intention from God since the very beginning? Esa no es la intención de Dios desde el principio. Even when you talk about Shabbat. Cuando hablas de Shabbat. But wait, you're, you're Christian. Why do you celebrate Shabbat? Why do you gather and honor Shabbat? Si tú eres cristiano, ¿por qué tú celebras Shabbat? Again, that's for the Jewish people. De nuevo, esos son para los judíos. Can I remind you that Shabbat was given at creation? Le puedo recordar que Shabbat fue dado en la creación. There was no Jewish people in creation. No había judíos en la creación. The Jews became later. Los judíos fueron después. Come on. You gotta think of this when you read scripture. He created six days on the seventh. He rested and made it holy and set apart. There was no Jews on the seventh day of creation. When you were saying uh, there's three feasts, you were saying there's three feasts in one. Shema, Shema Israel. It says it back there. It says it back there. Our Lord, our God. Our Lord is one. Our Lord is one. One. Oh wait, so Yahweh is Jesus? So does it Yahweh is Jesus? Also, Jesus is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is the Holy Spirit. How, how does that happen? I'll give you an example for the new people, the water example, right? <laughs> some of you, some of you were here for this. This is water. Esto es agua. Liquid. Líquido. Right? You get this same water, this Coge same esta water, misma agua. and put it in the refrigerator. Y la pones en el refrigerador. Or the freezer. En el freezer. And it gets hard. Y se pone it becomes solid. Right? We see liquid. Vemos líquido. Solid. And then we get the same solid and we put it in the stove and we crank up the heat and it becomes gas or vapor or, vapor or steam, steam, steam. So you have the same water in liquid form, same water in solid form. Duro, eh, sólido, sólido. And same water la misma agua, in vapor form. Que se va por es lo mismo, es uno. It's the same water. Agua, sólido, that is agua, Yahweh. Sólido, one. It's hard to understand, guys. Es difícil de entender. That's why when they teach you about the Trinity, Por eso cuando te enseñas that's, de la Trinidad, that's not biblical. Eso no es biblical. The three, three different persons. There's no three different persons. Tres personas diferentes. In one, it is a manifestation of one God in three different ways. That's it. Oh, but the Trinity, I don't understand. Listen, a lot of things in Scripture are not meant for you to understand. They're meant for you to trust. If God wants us to know everything, he, trust me, this would have been a lot thicker. And it should be a lot thicker because men have removed a lot of books from the actual original scroll. This is what we're left with. 
Esto fue lo que nos fue dejado. You gotta trust. That's why you walk by faith. Por eso que caminamos por fe. You walk by faith. So what does this counting mean for us? ¿Qué es lo que significa este conteo para nosotros? When studying the time of counting the Omer, cuando estudiamos el conteo de estudiar el Omer, we see an interesting parallel. Vemos una una interesante paralelo with the seven weeks con las siete semanas that he told us to count que nos dice que contemos and the seven nations y las siete naciones Nas, na, naciones. naciones. The seven nations. Remember, he just said, "I will cast out nations before you." El dijo en su palabra, voy a sacar naciones de ti. I love God's word. Yo amo la palabra Nothing de Dios. Nothing is coincidence. Nada es coincidencia. He's telling you count seven weeks. El dice cuenta siete semanas. Because I have to cast nations. Porque tengo que sacar you. naciones. Nations. Naciones. What nations? Why do I have to count seven times? Seven weeks? He said it. He said I'm going to cast out nations. Let's look at what he said. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 1. And I posted this a couple of days on my Instagram and people were like, well, is that biblical? Uh, yeah, it's right here. <laughs> I love when I can just say, yeah, it's right here. It's right here. Deuteronomy 7.1, it says, When Adonai, your God, brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out nations before you, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Parasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. All the ites. Todos los ites. How many? Didn't he say in the book of Leviticus, observe these feasts because I will drive out nations from before you? So is it convenient for us to celebrate it? Yeah, because there's things that are being driven out from before us. Let me tell you, when, when things are being drived out before us, that means God's making a way. So we see all the ites, the seven. And it continues to say, and the seven nations more numerous and mightier than you. These seven feet, these seven weeks that we are to count, they reveal something spiritual. It's much more than just sitting there and counting. This is an opportunity for you to see what it reveals. Esta es una oportunidad para enseñar que estás revelando. Every single week you count towards the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Cada semana tú empiezas a contar para llegar al, al Espíritu Santo. And you spend time with the Lord in reading. Y tú haces tiempo con el Señor leyendo. And you spend time with the Lord telling him, purge my heart. Y tú le dices al Señor, escudriña mi corazón. Clean my mind. Limpia mi mente. Right? Heal my heart. Sana mi corazón. Remove the crumbs from my life. Remueve las migajas de mi vida. Every single week you count, you are driving out one of these seven nations from your life. They reveal something must be removed and eradicated from our lives. 
revela que algo tiene que ser removido de nuestras vidas. The same way these nations were removed and eradicated from the path of the Israelites. De esta misma vez, de esta misma manera fueron removidas del 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 camino. Del camino de los israelitas. Remember, they were walking towards the promised land. Ellos estaban caminando a la tierra prometida. These nations were in their promised land. Estas naciones estaban en su tierra prometida. You are walking towards your promised land right now. Tú estás caminando a tu tierra prometida en estos momentos. But these nations are in your way pero to es, your promised land. Pero estas naciones están en tu camino para llegar a la tierra prometida. Now, what, what do these nations mean? ¿Qué significan mm -hmm. estas naciones? Well, mm -hmm. of course, my phone. I'm going to, I came to several studies. I came to several yo, yo studies. Por, al, al, muchas es, estudios. That confirmed what these nations mean. Que, que me confirma qué significan estas naciones. And it's very interesting. Y es bien interesante. Don't think of it as a nation. No lo piensa que es una nación. Think of it as something God wants to remove every single week from your life before you get to Shavuot. Piensa que es que el Señor te está removiendo algo de tu vida antes que tú llegues a Shavuot. Number one, the Hittites. Número uno. This nation signifies the spirit of fear. Estas naciones significa el espíritu de miedo. The spirit of doubt. El, esp el, espíritu, el espíritu de, de duda. And the spirit of discouragement. Y el espíritu de, de, de desánimo. They discourage the soul with falsehood. Te desaniman con falsos eh, reportes. reportes. And promotes infidelity to God through earthly wisdom. Y pro, 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 promueve. promueve cosas de infidelidad a las cosas del mundo. This is what Hittites mean. Esto es lo que significa Hittites. This nation Estas is something we have to tackle in the first week. Tenemos que atacar en la primera semana. Is there fear? Temor. Is there doubt? Dudas. Is there discouragement? Desánimo. Is there a spirit that tries to drive you to earthly wisdom instead of godly wisdom? Es un que te trata de arrastrar las cosas del mundo en vez de las de Dios. If so, that nation has to go. So esa nación tiene que salir. Pray about it. You have a whole week to pray about it. Tienes una semana completa para orar por eso. The Gergeshites. The Gergeshites. This nation signifies the spirit of earthliness and dirtiness. Este espíritu significa cosas del mundo y cosas sucias. These spirits tempt you to do earthly things and love vanity. Que hagas cosas del mundo y ames las cosas de, de vanidad. Lust. Lujuria. Lujuria. Lust. Sexual immorality. Cosas, sexo inmoralidad. Perversion. Perversión. All of that. Todo eso. And it drives you to want more of what you have. Y te lleva a tu querer más de lo que tú tienes. In other words, en otras palabras, never be satisfied with what you have. Nunca estás satisfecho con lo que tú tienes. Second week, la segunda that semana, nation has to go. Esa nación tiene que Pray about that. Ora por eso. The Amorites. The Amorites. This nation signifies the spirit of bitterness. 
Esta nación significa la, el espíritu de amargura. de amargura. False talk, eh, hablar cosas falsas. You know all that um, gossip. gossip? Murmurar. If you struggle with that, this is definitely one nation that has to get out of your way. Si estás atravesando con esto, esto es una nación que tiene que salir de tu vida, la murmuración. Not only false talk, but judge. Judgment. No solamente murmuración, sino juzgar. You're not, we don't judge anyone. Nosotros no podemos juzgar a nadie. Only God has the power to Solamente do that. el Señor tiene el poder para hacer eso. But there's people that go around judging everybody. Pero hay personas que van caminando y están juzgando a todo el mundo. The Spirit judges everything because of bitterness and jealousy. Este Espíritu juzga a todo el mundo porque tienen celos y amargura. When you don't think and do what they do, cuando tú no piensas y haces lo que ellos hacen, they attack you. ellos te atacan. The nation has to go. Esa nación tiene que salir. It's just, all of these are spirits. Todo esto son espíritus. I'm not talking about a physical nation. I'm talking about the spirit. Mm -hmm. Remember, everything in scripture is a glimpse in the spiritual realm. I just explained it. Every single week, you, uh, you, you, you surrender this to God. Cada semana tú rindes una de estas naciones And you ask him to drive out these spirits from your life. Y tú le pides que saque todos estos espíritus de tu vida. Remember the Israelites couldn't go into the promised land until all these nations were driven outside of Los the promised land. Israelitas no pudieron ir a la tierra prometida hasta que todas estas naciones salieron de sus vidas. If we don't attack or surrender these spirits to the Lord so he can deal with them, we can't enter our promised land. Si no, we're intoxicated. Si no rendimos estas naciones, esos espíritus delante de Dios, no podemos entrar a la tierra prometida de nosotros porque estamos intoxicados. Amen. The Canaanites. Los Canaanites. This nation signifies the spirit of merchandising. Esta espíritu significa el espíritu de mer mercancía. Mercancía. Mercadeo. Mercadeo. Bye, 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 bye. You don't need, you don't need. De comprar, comprar, comprar cosas que no necesitas. Right? You just buy just to have because it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, it heals your void for a little bit. Yeah. I had this spirit in, in, in my life with shoes. You guys remember? Yeah. No, I'm serious. My husband remembers. I got to the point of, and, and, and I counted them. One of the, one time, one of the times that we moved from house to house, I counted them. I had 89 pairs of shoes. Una vez yo conté una vez que nos mudamos yo tenía 89 pares de zapatos. Two feet. And just two feet. Y solamente dos pies. I there were shoes I never wore. Había zapatos que yo nunca me había puesto. You know, and somebody that that loves you, you know, because someone that loves you will tell you the truth. Alguien que te ama te dice la verdad. Someone that loves me said, I love all your shoes. But I have to tell you, I, I, I think, I think you have, um, I think you have an issue with that. No, and they laugh. I said, I, they said, they said, I think, I think you need to pray about that. And one say, oh my God, about shoes, oh my God, you're so religious. No, but it, it's not about the shoe. It is, it's about the, comp, the, the, how do you say the compensation? The impulse. El impulso de comprar zapatos. Of going anywhere. Just to buy a pair of shoes. Ir a cualquier lado a comprar un par de zapatos. He wouldn't want to take me out. Mi esposa no me quería sacar. 
I'm not gonna go to Target because you're gonna buy a pair of shoes. No way, I'm Target because you're gonna buy a pair of shoes. And some way I would convince him. Y de alguna manera yo lo convencía. I'm serious, guys. This is serious stuff. Esto es algo serio. And and he will tell you. Este puede decir. I stopped buying shoes. Yo paré de comprar zapatos. Because I asked God, God, if if I really have a problem with this, like. People have problems with drugs. I have problems with shoes. It's real. It's true. It's still a spirit of addiction. I needed to fight that. I needed to surrender it to God. It is an idol. I wouldn't buy clothes. I would buy shoes. And he would tell me, you need a shirt to go with the shoes because now you don't have. Shoes. It was it was bad. And the Lord took this nation out of me. Now every now and then I, I buy them. But you look at my closet, I've gone down to maybe 15, 20. That is good. Thank you, my sister, because you're the only one that's applauding me. We're shaking our heads. Yeah, that's good. It's talking about the spirit of addiction and merchandising. It's hablando del espíritu de adicción y de comprar. It's true. You would send me pictures of the Amazon truck in front of your house and be like, look who's here. It's true. That Canaanite nation is out of us, my sister. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're one step closer to our promised land. It tempts the soul to overspend. No podemos gastar. Tienta al alma al malgastar. The parasites. Parasite. This nation signifies the spirit of false security. Este espíritu es el de la nación de de falso de de tener inseguridad. Seguridad falsa. Seguridad falsa. This spirit this spirit labors to take us away from being watchful in the spirit. Este espíritu nos saca de estar vigilante en el espíritu. And makes us neglect Yeshua and his genuine security. Y nos hace de dejarnos de Yeshua y su seguridad. You know what that is? ¿Saben lo que es eso? You put your trust more on your employer than God as your provider. Pones tu seguridad más en tu jefe que el Señor es tu proveedor. You put more trust and you feel more secure in your employer giving you that position than in trusting that if you don't have that position God will still be your provider false security the only security you have is Yeshua this whole world can tumble down and you still have Yeshua la única seguridad que tú tienes es Yeshua. Se puede caer el mundo, pero tú todavía tienes a Yeshua. This spirit lets you, they let in all manner of evil spirits to oppress the life of the lamb inside of you. Este espíritu te opresa el espíritu dentro de ti. The Hivites. The Hivites. This nation signifies the spirit of needless talk. Este espíritu significa de cosas... Come on, 
This nation signifies the spirit of needless talk. El tener que hablar sin tener que hablar. What are these spirits? ¿Qué son estos espíritus? People that love arguing. Personas que le encanta discutir. People that love debates. Las personas que le encantan a debatir. And love disputes. Que le encanta discutir. They'll find anything to debate you, to argue with you, and to dispute with you. Van a encontrar cualquier cosa para discutir e, y, y debatir contigo. And by doing this, y por hacer esto, they hinder the one body that Yeshua is trying to create. Quita el cuerpo que Yeshua trata de crear. They're trying to create a separation. Tratan de, de, de crear una división. I, I usually explain, um, Okay, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Yo soy cristiano. You're a Christian. Tú eres cristiano. I do things a little differently than you. Yo hago las cosas un poquito diferente a ti. But we're still in Christ. Pero todavía estamos en Cristo. So my fighting with you contigo, about you doing things that I don't do or vice versa hacer cosas que tú, que tú haces o viceversa, or debating with you or arguing or disputing with you o discutir contigo, is me causing separation in the body of Christ. Es yo causando separación en el cuerpo de Cristo. And this is what the Spirit wants to do. Y eso es lo que este Espíritu quiere hacer, división. I'm a Christian, you're a Christian, I adore Shabbat, you don't, it doesn't, you are in Christ. We are a brother, you are, we are brothers and sisters in Messiah. Somos hermanos y Cristo, eh, hermanos en Messiah. Este Espíritu eh, quiere, puede poner división. But their spirit wants to divide. Pero este espíritu quiere dividir. Like if there's two different types of Christians. Como si hay dos tipos de cristianos. We're one body. Somos un solo That cuerpo. is what Yeshua is coming back for. Lo que viene Yeshua de one ver. body. Un cuerpo. And we can't judge. Y no podemos juzgar. We pray. Oramos. And let God do the rest. Y que el Señor haga el resto. So this nation. So esta nación. Has to get out. The Jebusites. The Jebusites. This nation signifies the spirit of pride and elevation. Este espíritu significa mm. el orgullo y elevarte. This is a big one in the body of Christ. Este es uno grande en el cuerpo de Cristo. I'm a pastor. Yo soy pastor. So I'm bigger than you. So yo soy más grande que Or tú. I'm, 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 I'm more elevated than you. Yo estoy más elevado que tú. Or I'm more important than you. Yo soy más importante que you tú. all know in this house, we don't, we don't have that mentality. En esta casa, no esa mentality. I am just like you and you are just like I. The usher has the same spiritual status as the pastor. El tiene lo mismo que el pastor. But this spirit Pero este espíritu signifies the pride and the elevation in the, in the life of someone. Significa el orgullo y elevación de, de alguien. They always impulse you to try to be better than your neighbor and not love them like the scripture says. They elevate themselves above the heart and the power of love. So these counting of the seven weeks, so este conteo de estas siete semanas, how important are they now? Son okay. bien importante. He told us that he will drive out nations before us. He may have been talking about people to the Israelites. But for you and I during the Omer, he's talking about spirits. These people, for the Israelites, hindered their entrance to the promised land. Estas personas cuando hicieron la entrada a la, a la tierra prometida. They hindered, they hindered. Um, una piedra de tropiezo para que no puedan entrar a su tierra prometida. But for us, these spirits are hindering our entering the promised land. 
pero en nosotros estos espíritus son piedras de tropiezo para entrar a la tierra, a la tierra prometida. So we can look at counting as, of the Omer as God's mercy. So podemos mirar el conteo del Omer por la misericordia de Dios. Counting the Omer is a glimpse into God's mercy. Contando el Omer es, es una bendición por la misericordia de Dios. In which he gives us the opportunity to be sifted que no sea la oportunidad de ser movidos. You know what, um, when the farmers, how they, they, they sift um, their, their harvest. Cuando los campesinos mueven su, su cosecha. You know what, what happens when you sift? ¿Tú sabes lo que pasa cuando lo, lo mueven? The farmers, when they, when they sift their harvest, cuando los, los campesinos lo mueven, what's not good about the harvest, lo que no es bueno de la cosecha, because of the harvest. sifting, por el movimiento falls off se cae and what stays is the good part of the harvest y lo que se queda es la buena parte right? de la cosecha so during this counting of the omer durante este conteo and during these weeks of allowing God to deal with these spirits y esta semana que el Señor está lidiando con estos espíritus is God not only showing us his mercy no solamente el Señor nos está enseñando su misericordia but God sifting us and saying pride is falling jealousy is falling bitterness is falling unforgiveness is falling come on somebody falta de perdón what I need to leave is the good part of you lo que yo necesito dejar es la parte buena de ti. So this is a process for us. Esto es un proceso para nosotros. It's an opportunity to undergo a process. Es una oportunidad para entrar en este proceso. It's an opportunity for God to go through an inspection process in es our lives. Es una oportunidad para que el Señor vaya a inspectar, a inspeccionar nuestras vidas. And deal with these issues. Y lidiar con estos problemas. So that when we get to Shavuot. Para cuando lleguemos a Shavuot. Estar libres. We receive the spirit of God. Y recibimos el Espíritu de Dios. Estamos limpios. Do you see how important these feasts are? ¿Se ven cuál es la importancia de estas fiestas? How beautiful. Qué bello. How significant. Qué significante. How powerful. Qué poderoso es. Now you tell me. Ahora tú me dices a mí. The feast of the world. Las fiestas del mundo. How are they significant to you? ¿Qué, son, qué significa? What do they do for you? ¿Qué es lo que hacen por ti? They do nothing. They do nothing. So why doesn't this church celebrate, celebrate mainstream holidays? ¿Por qué esta iglesia no celebra las fiestas mundial del mundo? Because they do nothing for my spirit. Porque no hacen nada por el espíritu. Doesn't edify. Do we judge those that still do it? No, we love you guys the same. But we're trying to teach you biblical stuff here. No lo juzgamos, pero estamos enseñándole cosas bíblicas, la palabra. Because at the end of the day, porque al final del día, you have to teach truth. Tienes que enseñar la verdad. Because truth, the Bible says that the only thing that will set you free, la palabra dice que lo único que te va a hacer libre, is truth. Es la verdad. So as uh, we prepare our hearts to give. Ahora preparamos nuestros corazones para dar. We, I want everyone to get an envelope. Quiero que todo el mundo coja un sobre. Um, they're right behind or the right in front of your your. Yeah, we can we can actually put that to the 